What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Uh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Uh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. But oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. 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 I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPG have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh, my God. God, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast weekend. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You are listening to the Game Source Podcast. And welcome once again. How are you? It is the world famous Game Source Podcast. This is going to be episode number 115. How the heck are you? My name is Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, and I'm here today with OSU Water Polo and the Seven Valkyrie. I gotta say that like real cool. The Seven Valkyrie. So That's how you're supposed to say it. There's no other way to say it. The Seven Valkyrie. So what's up? Nothing. No, and that's the podcast. Cause you had- <laughs> Thanks for joining us here today. That was episode 115. Thanks. Have a nice night. Bye. There you go. <laughs> uh, and today, well, today we're talking about the anticipate. well, actually video games for the rest of this year, 2015. It's the start of a brand new year, and uh, we're looking definitely forward to it. I think it's going to be a better year than it was last year, because last year, I think, was really a subpar year for video. Yeah, mis- well, you could say miserable. Uh, for Nintendo, I had a pretty good year, but uh, you know, game-wise. But uh, for overall, it was not exactly the best year for you in gaming history. I don't think it'll even come close. One of the worst years, perhaps. But uh, that's for another. That's for another day. Um, we're going to talk uh, first off about the games uh, coming up this year, both in the first half and in the second half of the year, uh, and then we'll talk of the, th- you know, the big three. Who do you think is going to fare the best uh, so far uh, for the, throughout the year in 2015? So I will start off with, I know um, on a previous podcast, podcast number 113, which you can find on yourgamesource.com in the, on the podcast page, uh, we did talk previously about two of the earliest big games that are coming out, uh, Dying Light and The Order 1886. Uh, Sam, before uh, we move on to uh, Evolve and a couple of other games that are coming out the first half this year, do you have you seen any footage of the Order eighteen eighty six or Dying Light? Did any strike I've a fancy I've seen for you? the Order, and I was really, really excited about it until I found out it was a PS four exclusive, and then I got sad. Get a PS four. Oh, 
You should be a doctor, Gerald. Like, oh, your your leg hurts? Just have it not hurt anymore. <laughs> it's easy. What's wrong with okay, you? Let's give you a shot in the arm so your leg no longer hurts. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Let's just chop well, it off. Well, you know, you're the seventh Valkyrie. You can easily, you know, finagle and maneuver your way into somebody that you know that's near and dear to you that might See, have I a PS4. I wish that the like, video games was like going to a bar. Like, instead of a guy offering to buy me a drink, you'd be like, hey, you want to come hang out and play my PS4? But, like, that's it. It's like, oh, yeah. But that's it. Gotta stress That's it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not that desperate for PS4. No strings attached there. I'm gonna okay. start that service. Be like, girl, like just get girls to go play video games with guys, and it's, it's I guess it's kind of prostitution. Oh, but like, this the, not if they're not doing anything. Yeah, no, it's just video games. Like just renting out girls to play video games with people, and they happen to get paid for it. And this will be the guys' reaction right here. My That's other great. genius idea is starting a service for bachelor parties where you get. A stripper who knows how to play video games, and she just plays video games at the bachelor party with you, and does her other business. But how how great would that be for bachelor parties? I, I guess it's that. okay if you've got to connect, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the motion control and everything. But it's like, oh, Halo Land party with this like hot chick scantily clad, like perfect. Who wouldn't pay for that? She would win every multiplayer match. That's all yeah. I'd say. The guys would be distracted, but yep. uh, uh, you know the order eighteen eighty six. I know you'd mentioned that uh, you know obviously that that's something that's uh, Sony's writing a lot of hopes on uh, for the first part of the year, and I think uh, you know what we've seen. Uh, Aaron, you caught some footage with me at uh, CES. Um, I had some issues with it. So did you. Um, I think. It all depends on the vertical slice that was there at CES. It depends on how old it was, uh, because it does need more polishing on the gameplay side. Um, the look and the actual graphics, um, and obviously the cutscenes, they looked very, very strong. But the game itself, uh, I might have some issues with that uh, going forward, and I, I'm not sure if they're going to be rectified so late in the process. But uh, that's just me. Um, I know the, the other major game uh, that's in this time frame between the January and February that people a lot of people are looking forward to, which was very, very high on a lot of pundits list, uh, was Evolve. Uh, Aaron, uh, or did you get a chance to see a lot of the, uh, the footage of the Evolve beta when it came out uh, recently? And, and what are your thoughts on that type? It's from the Turtle Rock, which uh, most people would know uh, those studios from making... Uh, the Left 4 Dead series. I'm just not a big fan of the 4v1 setup. You know, that, the new Fable game, there were like three or four smaller titles that said they were doing the same thing, and it's just like... I, 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 that's almost impossible to balance. I mean, how hard is it to for StarCraft or Command & Conquer to balance different units across different races? How are they going to balance a 4v1 so that, you know, there isn't just... Eventually it's going to boil down to one way to play, where either if you're the monster, you're always going to win by using one cheat move, or the four people are always going to win by using one cheat move. I just have a real hard time seeing these companies that are not known for balance balancing the game. I just have an issue with the game as a whole as far as that type of... 
you know, I, I see it as a novelty and I see it as something that's going to get strong sales early. But I think even if, um, you know, Turtle Rock does, you know, is able to produce constant maps and constant variation as far as the games uh, and gameplay is concerned, I just don't think uh, the 4v1, I agree with you, the 4v1 is going to get a little bit old and it's going to get old quickly um, because you, the lack of either a story campaign per se or a constant multiplayer environment where you're playing a little bit more than just with uh, with five people. Sam, have you seen uh, anything as far as Evolve? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I know that's that's that was something that past E3 was probably the most awarded game of E3 last year. I think it's going to be awesome. I know it got um, delayed a little bit. Yes. Which, yes. Like to me, with delays now, it's just like part for the course. Maybe it'll be less broken because it seems like every game coming out it's like oh it's launched and it's broken so I'm but hoping that having a little extra time is going to help. But do you see the 4v1 concept do you, do you think after a while of playing it do you think it's something that, that players might tire of real easily? I honestly if you played with the same people like I, I think a lot of it would come down to the people you're playing with um if you have a steady game group that you play with all the time and you just want to play with them, I could see it getting really boring really fast. And that's And that's what I'm thinking because, uh, like you said, if you don't have those dedicated groups, like with Destiny, Destiny has been able to, to keep its uh, a decent part of its uh, multiplayer base simply because there are, there are those groups, those diehard factions and groups that are willing to still play together within mm -hmm. that environment, and that's why, at, at a really high level, um, that's why that the Destiny still stands out as far as um, on a, a popularity level from games that are, you know, that were released at, in that general time frame. Mm -hmm. um, it may, will Evolve have that type of long-lasting love? Uh, it remains to be seen, but, uh, you know, there are other I games... I think it just, it can only be fun for so long. Like, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to definitely be fun. But I have a feeling for me it's going to be one of those games that I get and just kind of play every now and then. I, I see that as well. I, I you know, I just, I'm just concerned about, you know, with that type of game, uh, will it have the long-term love from, from players out there? Um, another game coming up in the first half of, of uh, this year, uh, Battlefield Hardline. And this one is kind of different because um, it, it's not taking the the normal battlefield realm it's putting it into a a uh, situation where it's more of a uh, uh, and somebody's scratching like a DJ uh, mm. uh, it's uh, battlefield hardlines coming out and it's really just a uh, more like a cops and robbers theme um, rather than traditional uh, you know modern warfare wannabe type deal um, Sam, did you were you part of the beta at all, or did you get a chance to play it? I was not. No. Um, I I got a chance to play it uh, a little bit uh, during the beta. Um, my thoughts on it is, it's just a different skin on the battlefield theme. Um, I'm I'm more curious about the campaign mode for it. That they're really trying to make it almost like an episodic cop television show, uh, which I think that's cute. Me. I think that that's kind of cute. I think it's yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's something that that, that definitely want to look into. What is concerning though is Battlefield usually represents the the most important release for them uh, each time it comes out, 
and putting it out in February. I know it was delayed, but I, I think it was for them um, saying that maybe they don't have the ultimate confidence in it that they think. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on Battlefield Hardline? I know that's not really your cup of tea, but from from observing, what do you, what do you think real quickly on Battlefield Hardline? Um, I actually think delays are kind of smart. The last, I'd say, seven or eight years, there's always been one or two really, really big titles that come out in the spring that were supposed to be, you know, the previous holiday season, and they do better or at least as well as expected from what their holiday release window because they're the only thing. And gamers right now are going to be starving for games because. You know, they're going to be bored of Smash or Call of Duty or the horrible game that was the Halo Collection. And, and they're going to need something different to play. And, and this could fill that void for them, assuming they use that delay to actually make the game better instead of just, you know, ruining the game like some games tend to do with delays. Fair enough. Uh, I agree with you, you wholeheartedly on that. Um, I just, you know, when, whenever you see something like Battlefield get delayed, because I think they're also being a little bit more cautious seeing how Battlefield 4 uh, mm. just really had some issues with online, uh, you know, connectivity, game issues, bugs that, that they just couldn't get it rid of for almost a year, even a year after the game, you know, had uh, been released. So I think they're being a little bit more cautious with that at the expense of uh, sales, most uh, indeed. Another game that I want to actually ask you both about, that which you might both have some interest in, um, well, uh, let's talk about The Witcher 3 uh, coming out. Uh, you know, how does that compare basically, you know, with the Elder Scrolls series, but also as well with uh, PS4 exclusives uh, like Bloodborne that are coming out. Uh, Aaron, have you have you seen some footage of, of for The Witcher Three? I know it's been delayed three times now, so that to me is of concern as well. Um, I I'm not as concerned because sometimes one delay is all a company can afford. So if they can afford to do three, and they still think the game is going to be so great that it's still going to be profitable. I'm actually kind of hopeful for it, but I'm not going to believe the game is coming out until I see it on the store shelves. Um, I, I've seen some clips from it, and, and it's it's a little more action than I would prefer for a role-playing game, but that's normally what our action RPGs from the West do. Um, I just... I don't know. I've never been a fan of the Witcher series, personally. It, I, I'm not a fan of the action RPG in general. I, I much prefer, you know, the traditional RPGs. But I think it's going to do well. It looks really good. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, fans of Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age, you know, the, the American-style RPGs are going to flock to it in droves. Um, I do think it's going to do best on the PC, though, because that, that's almost always where The Witcher has been, is on the PC, and the sales of the console versions just haven't done as well. So I don't think it's going to bring a boost to the consoles. I think it's going to be pretty good on PC, um, where, you know, people can mod it and all that stuff. So 
that's just me. Uh, Sam, uh, what are your thoughts on The Witcher? Um, Witcher Three, actually, Wild Hunt. Um, well, that was big during the E3 that I went to, not this past year, but the year before. Mm -hmm. And so that was quite some time ago. You guys kind of snuck me into that one. That was fun. Um, I mean, I was totally legit on form, everything on the list. I didn't sneak me in at all. Um, I, just what I liked, or what I saw then, like a year and a half ago, was fantastic. So I... I I if they're gonna be delaying it this much, like, like kind of like Aaron said, like if if they can afford it, delay it. Um, something it, it seems like a very ambitious title, and I feel like if they don't take their time with it, it's it's gonna be buggy and not playable, like just because of how ambitious it is. So I personally am excited for it. I I'm per I'm glad for the delays because I haven't played the first two yet. Um, it's one of those things where I've always wanted to play it, but they're so so such long games that I've always been like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But um, I now have time to actually play the first two, or at least the second one, because the first ones I have on PC, because that was the first one is PC exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. But um, the second one I have on Xbox, I believe for um, Games with Gold, it, it is free. It's free. So I think I bought it for like five bucks during a sale or something. But yeah, it's free right now. So if you have Xbox Gold, then go get it and play yes. it. You have time. If you have the Xbox 360, it does include, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it does include the, all the DLC as well. Uh, oh, excellent. For, so for free, it's uh, truly a bargain. Um, so I, I think I, it when, might be free the second half of January. So I think right now know, it's that like... Um, D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die, which I, which I grabbed. Oh, that was for Xbox One. That's that was Xbox like, The other one, it's like the uh, the ATV racing or whatever. Oh, MX versus ATV. Yeah, it's that one. Okay. But I think Fair this. Enough. I think in uh, so as in probably by the time this goes up, the uh, the game will have switched to The Witcher. All right. Well, I definitely uh, have to check that out for for anybody who still has their Xbox 360 uh, plugged in and turned on. Um, as far as uh, I know also as well I wanted to uh, touch on Bloodborne, uh, which is the PS4 exclusive. Um, the timing... right, I, will tell, I have to be right back. Sorry. Keep talking. Well, we are going to keep talking. Yeah, uh, so no worries. I'll be right back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, with Bloodborne, there's... Uh, you know, it, it looks really, really good. It looks really solid from the, from the same you know, people who are... Um, you know, dealing with uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, that type of... But but what concerns me is, why do you release Bloodborne, and then a week later you release the, the updated HD res, um, you know, uh, version of Dark Souls 2? Uh, can you explain the rationale in that, Aaron? Um, well, uh, seeing that Bloodborne's exclusive to the PS4, right? Yes, and the, and the, but I, I, like you said, like, like you're um, intimating, the Dark Souls 2 HD remake is uh, on going to be on both the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, so, I mean, the Bloodborne, you know, is going to come out, and the PS4 fans are going to flock to that if they're into that sort of game. And then to kind of, I don't know, appease the Xbox One idiots, I mean gamers, um, 
they're putting out the HD. You can't grin like that, Gerald. You're supposed to. Keep I'm not saying. Up. I'm not saying we're. I'm just glad Sam was not uh, in the picture right now as we're saying. I know, that. That's why I said it. Um, I, I mean, it, it's gonna. It's trying to appease them. Maybe give them something that um. That style of game that they're going to be lacking, knowing that their PS4 brethren are getting to enjoy um, Bloodborne. As for putting it out on the PS4, I mean, I don't know the cost of the um, HD remake, but I mean, if it's like 20 or 30 bucks, then yeah. Somebody who isn't going to pick up uh, Bloodborne may, you know, look into it, but. It's basically the same gameplay style and and has a look and feel similar to each other. I just, yeah. you know, seeing how they're not really, com- you know, competitors as far as, uh, you know, pe- the individuals publishing these games, uh, I just don't foresee why that they were actually, you know, putting these two Sometimes together. Sometimes they do that. I mean, I, I've seen where, you know, the company puts out, you know, game A, and they put out game B that's an older part of that series online done up in an HD remake and it does well. Uh, Namco Bandai did that with two Tales games this year. Admittingly there was about a month and a half or two months between them but you know you get the hype up for the first game and then they go and jump on the the classic game um, as well because they're into it. I don't know that a week is going to be enough time for that to Build yeah. up. It should have been more about a month or so, but I would think I mean, exactly. it's not terrible. Maybe they're maybe they know they're going to put it out now, get the diehards to to do it, and then in a month or two, you know, run massive sales on the HD remake um, to to get all those people who you know loved Bloodborne and want more of that series. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, who knows what their plan is, but a week. I do think a week is a little short. Um, it's a head-scratcher to me, that's all I can say. They wanted to have something for the people who are die-hard Xbox fans, don't have a PS4, but want that style of game. Um, you, you know, you either... Do, do, do you delay everything a month, and then the Xbox... or a month or two, and, and the Xbox fans are looking for that type of game. Oh, we don't find it. Let me go pick up something else. Or do you put it out on the PS4 a week later and lose some PS4 sales? You're going to lose them either way. It just depends on which one you think you're going to lose more. And they probably feel that the delay is going to lose more of the hype from Bloodborne than letting it sit for a month and getting some of the PS4 people that picked up Bloodborne to also pick up the HD remake. Yeah. No. Uh, before we touch on the, the games of June, which we're actually going to put into the first half of 2015, um, I'm going to touch on one last uh, big release. Uh, Could be well, hold on, that's that's on the uh, that's on the that's on that's for a second now. You you have no, to. That's uh, March. Uh, is there a game? There's. Remember, I'm going to ask the question in a sec where you can mention that game. <laughs> If you read the script I put on, anyway. Well, thank you, but they're a guideline for us to go by. Any which John, way. No, I think they're wonderful. Thank you, thank they're you, the much appreciated. You're really gonna make lists. 
Um, I know not all of us here are, are, are great into the uh, fighting genre, but uh, Mortal Kombat X. I think the game looks pretty good. I've seen it at, at uh, the latest I saw it was at the PlayStation Experience. I think it really looks really solid. Um, whether or not it really truly combines uh, the the you know the elements to to make up a great Mortal Kombat game is is still for me on the fence. Um, I, I do like the last incarnation of Mortal Kombat that was on the uh, previous console generation. Uh, Sam, do you? You know, are are you into the 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 fatalities that that Mortal Kombat represents? What were your thoughts on on Mortal Kombat X, real quick? Um, I, in a hundred percent honesty, do not care. Well, fair not enough. Not in fighting games, like I don't know, like it's just one of those things that I'm playing and I'm like, because I'm really bad at them, like a lot, like I'm not good at like. A, A, B, X, up, down, left, right, this, 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 and go, and memorize everything. I just button mash. So, I guess it just depends, like, if there's some fighting games where it's like, if you're a button masher, good. Do it. Rock and roll. But, like, as soon as you play against somebody who knows what they're doing, it's not fun. So yeah, Absolutely. Like, if I you agree. put a fighting game in front of me, I'll play it. And it'll probably be alright. But I would, I, I would never go out of my way... Like the uh, like Injustice, the DC one. Like I kind of, my friend had it, and I played that. Um, or like Mortal Kombat versus Mortal Kombat versus DCU, because it's like, oh, DC characters, that's interesting. But I, as far as the like gameplay and mechanics themselves, I just don't care. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's still uh, for something that that hopefully. Is well, you know, there's also Street Fighter, the newest Street Fighter, which is a PlayStation exclusive as well. Um, if that does come out in 2015, that will provide some resistance to Mortal Kombat X. But I, I see even just as the major name on the marketplace, uh, it taking uh, Top Shop as the uh, number one fighting game of the year, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it looks good, but uh, as far as the playability is concerned... Um, we have to, you know, check out those esports videos, uh, or possibly, you know, Jamie, Jamie, Chris, Corey, uh, guys that are that are a little bit more into the fighting genre. Hopefully, they'll be able to stream some videos here for us at yourgamesource.com. Um, but I do want to touch on before we uh, head to uh, quick questions on the first half, um, the games of June, which we're throwing in there, uh, which the major ones are uh, Batman. Arkham Knight, which is going to be supposedly Rocksteady's final foray into the Batman uh, realm, and uh, Fable Legends, which uh, you know I know Aaron, you at the beginning touched on a little bit. Um, either of these titles, uh, which you know June was usually a dead month because it came right out at E3, and usually people didn't want to touch that. But uh, in successive years, you had The Last of Us. And then you had in late May um, Watch Dogs, which also did strong in June. And uh, retail, you know, these publishers are, are looking into it and seeing that that there uh, is a open window for people, you know, for games that you can put out in June. Are either of these games uh, piquing your interest with with yourself or people that you know, Sam? Yes, yes. Fable Legends. <laughs> oh, I should probably talk about it. Sorry, I'm just so excited. Um, Has it looked good? Has it looked good in your opinion? Because you know they were comparing it a lot in in previous shows to Dragon Age Inquisition, and it has not um, been thought of favorably against that game. 
See, I don't. I wouldn't compare them, honestly. I or I compare, but I wouldn't like put them side by side. I don't think. Um, I just am. I love Fable in general. I know it's straying a little bit from the typical Fable formula, but um, no, I'm stoked on it. I really am. I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally compare it directly to Dragon Age, but that's just me. Doesn't it have a better comparison with Evolve since it's basically a four v one game? Yeah, it's got it's more like that. I think it's going to be a better Evolve. I, I think I think it you know that's it does compare you know with Evolve, but I know that uh, past E threes and whatnot they were trying to compare it to. Uh, Dragon Age as far as because they come from a similar type of, of fantasy mm-hmm. atmosphere. I think that was probably what was uh, they were trying to try and do. Uh, grow that and they were isn't really going to pull the wool over a but, gamer's eyes. And We're I, all going to see this isn't the same thing as Dragon Age. Not even I close. believe uh, Fable Legends was going to come out in that fall timer frame and got, got pushed back you know, into... Uh, into uh, this year, so I think that was another key as well. If they were going to both go at almost a head-to-head, which one uh, would more people be interested in? Uh, Fable... There's never going to be a question on that. Well, Dragon Age 2 was was not very good, but Dragon Age Inquisition, you know, as Sam has uh, reviewed and told us, uh, there is no doubt that Dragon Age is back on the rebound and, and very strong indeed. Uh, Fable has seen its ups and downs, yeah. Um, so, so it, you know, but I know Molly Sam, is gone, so he's not at Lionhead anymore. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, he was not there when they did the Connect one too. So, um, you remember the Connect one, correct? Milo. Mm-hmm. No, the Fables uh, that was uh, Connect oh, related. I didn't, I didn't actually. Yeah, it was. It was bad. I for, I kind of pushed it from my mind, and I forgot it existed until. Yeah, unfortunately, so you'll that's, have to that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> Anybody who ever says the Fable series has been uh, one of the greatest in this generation has to play that that version of it for okay, 10 minutes, well, and they'll Okay, well, had, like, Link's crossbow training, so <laughs> we can all... Like, every game awesome. series has their dud. Uh, this so. is true. This is true. This is Link's true. crossbow <laughs> training was awesome, and it was a tech demo, not a game. Uh, they're black sheep. Uh, let's put it that way. Yes, it was everyone. a free game when you bought a $20... What else did you use that crossbow for? Tell me one other game you used that crossbow for. Ugly, uh, ugly stepbrother. How about that? Ugly stepbrother. Give me a second. I have a whole shelf of games that I used with it. I just can't see. It really? Can't but like, isn't it weird? Yeah. Like, unless you're like eight years old, like, isn't it designed for really tiny people? I am really tiny. Jeez, no. The the crossbow. You don't, you don't have the build of an eight year old unless well, your your no. camera you're like really proportioned differently than you appear. No. I don't have anything <laughs> no. for scale. Um, oh god, what was it called? Uh, there was a Time Crisis game I used it on, and then there was. Oh, I do another. love Time Crisis. Yeah, Time and Crisis is good. They got to bring The rival the Time Crisis was zombies that I cannot think of right now. Yeah, rail shooters uh, as a whole. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I, I don't. I don't want Blue Estate to to be the last defining. As I said in my review of that last year, I don't want that to be the last defining vision of the rail genre. Uh, rail games are pretty cool. It's just the environment that you got to put it in. But let's uh, let's go on before we go on to the second half. Um, one last thing for you guys, and I just want you guys to uh, uh, think on this real clearly. And I know Aaron, you had already hinted on what's yours. Something that you think is going to fail miserably of those games that we are talked about. Which one would you p- 
put the the most money on to fail, to crash and burn, and which one to be the most successful? Battlefield for both. <laughs> Battlefield for both. You're hedging your bets, as they say yes. here. Uh, Sam, it's either going to be phenomenal or it's either going to suck. They're just I don't see it being. And I don't mean phenomenal like Call of Duty sales. I just mean compared to the previous ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sam? I'm going to go with what I think is not going to go well is Evolve. I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be broken despite delays. I mean, the one that, like, it has me optimistic. It's like, oh, they delayed, so maybe it won't be broken. But I just feel like it's going to be really... I, I just have this, this sense. I'm, I'm channeling my gaming six sense here. And it's just, it's going to be buggy. And, this, like, matchmaking is going to suck. And it's going to be terrible. I'm excited. Like, I want it to be good. I'm not like, this is going to suck. I want it to be good. I genuinely do. But which game do you think is going to do the best, or which game do you think is going to be the strongest entry of the ones we talked about? Of the ones we talked about, I would probably say Battlefield, just because of the name recognition, really. Like, Fable, like, people love Fable, but not as many people know Fable. Evolve is kind of, like, it has the potential to sell well, but I don't think it's, I think people are going to see, oh, a new Battlefield game, I need it. The other um, problem for Fable is Evolve is coming out, I believe, before it. And if yeah. Evolve comes out and does really, really, really well, uh, then Fable isn't going to have the sales because everybody's going to be going over to Evolve. But might people if be Evolve like, oh. Evolve does bad, Fable's going to be like, oh, this is too much like Evolve and that was bad, I'm not going to bother. What if like people really like Evolve and they like the gameplay of it and they're like, oh, Fable is just like Evolve, but in this different setting. Maybe I'll try that. I, I don't think it'll be, like, at launch. Mm -hmm. I think at launch, Fable screwed pretty much unless Evolve is a mediocre game, just on the okay. good side of mediocre. Because I think Evolve is going to either take away its sales or scare away its sales. And if it takes away sales, I think Fable, after, like, two or three months, when people start, you know, going, oh my god, this game is awesome, and the word of mouth actually gets out, then I think people might flock from Evolve to Fable, but only if Fable is better than Evolve, and everybody loves the style that Evolve brings out. Yeah. Um, I, I think Fable probably should have waited until closer to the holiday season to come out, because it, it being this close to Evolve, and that genre in general, other than a couple of mods and PC games, being so new to people, I, I think Fable's kind of shooting itself in the foot by coming out so close to Evolve and being so similar to Evolve. I think uh, as far as for me, I think the game that I think is going to do strongest, um, I'm going to say The Witcher 3. I'm going to throw that out there, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I think like you guys were saying, um, if it's as good as advertised. Yeah, and because with enough time that they're allotting it, when you delay something three times, I think uh, that is going to be the, the trick to get it right. I think it's going to be in the game of the year uh, hunt because it will be uh, a big, wide-open, uh, uh, you know, just awesome experience. 
Although, you know, with some caveats, I think Sam may be right. It might have some bugginess a la Skyrim, um, but, but we'll have to wait and see. I, but I think it's really going to, you know, uh, melt a lot of hearts uh, when it comes out, uh, you know, later, later this year. The game I think is going to crash and burn is Fable, Fable Legends, uh, simply because if there's, there's, there's probably only room for one successful game in June, and I think with the promotion back, backing, uh, I think it's going to be Batman because it's going to be the final Batman, supposedly, for Rock City. I think Fable Legends will not get the support and love if it's coming out in June uh, from Microsoft that it deserves, even if it is a solid game. Um, uh, so I think that's probably the one that, for me, that's destined to crash and burst the most. So quickly, before we go to the second half, uh, one game, and please let it be a Nintendo game, because we haven't talked much about Nintendo games uh, for the first Zelda. half of the year. What's the question? What? First half, first half of the year. Uh, uh, Sam, first half of the year, one game that you think is uh, gonna, you know, that's been overlooked that we haven't talked about as of yet. And you, it has to be Nintendo. No, it doesn't have to be Nintendo. So I was, you know, we didn't talk too much about games uh, for first half. You know, Nintendo, which is probably a fault of their own for not being able to produce that many games, but I know. Um, Aaron had to mention one real quick. So, um, I does the Resident Evil Remastered count? As a yeah, absolutely, game. that's their game release coming. I out. am very excited about that because I love Resident Evil and I would love to go back and play the old ones. I, I know part of the old ones' charm is because the controls are so clunky and difficult. It makes it like way scarier. But I'm excited for the remastered version and because those games are fantastic and it's been a really really long time. So I, I think an update would be do that series a lot of good. I think because I think there's a lot of people who would love to go back and play old ones that maybe they missed. But it's just if you're not used to it, you're gonna pick up a like you're gonna pick it up and be like I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. So Aaron, uh, no good choice, Aaron. Uh, your your pick for overlooked game of the first half. I don't know that it's overlooked as just. But I thought you I thought you hit the nail on the head when, when you snuck that out earlier. It's a 3DS game, which there is no such thing as a big 3DS game, unless it's Pokemon or has Mario in it. So, uh, But Operation, or not Operation, Codename Steam uh, for the 3DS, it's very much along the lines of... Um, Valkyria Chronicles. I love Valkyria Chronicles. I have no so idea. Do I. Yeah. Um, or, or XCOM, you know, the, the, the tactical shooter. Um, it is a 3DS game, so it, it is grid based instead of where Valkyria Chronicles, you know, you, you had a set run meter, but, you know, it, it's that style of game. It's uh, a steampunk era game. Uh, you know, you're working for Abraham Lincoln. You're over but in like, London. But, like, it takes place in London. Why is yeah. Abraham Lincoln a thing? Because that's where the... It's... That's where the aliens are invading, and I believe, from what I understand of the story, is they've already defeated the British monarchy. The British monarchy asked the Americans for help because... Uh, we I want this game right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've already pre-ordered it on Amazon and BestBuy.com, so I'm I will, I, waiting for it. I will just say this. When it comes to 
uh, 3DS releases in the first part of the year. Two years ago, Fire Emblem Awakening. Last year, Bravely Default. Both strong titles that were remembered throughout the year for 3DS owners. This, to me, it looks every bit, from what I've seen, like it's going to be three in a row that uh, that you have a very strong 3DS I release. I think this will be the weakest of the three, um, by far. But I do. Oh, think by far. Okay. I thought it, I, I thought it would be. You know, I, I agree with you. I'm in not the sense. saying it's going to do bad. I think it's going to be a top probably ten game for the 3DS this year. But I do not think it's going to be in the conversation of greatest 3DS games ever because, oh yeah, Fire Emblem, Zelda, I mean, two years ago was amazing. Last year was fairly good with a couple of Professor Layton and Bravely Default. I just finished Layton versus Phoenix Wright. That is the best game I've ever played in my entire life. Absolutely amazing, yeah. I still think Codename Steam is going to be a very strong, strong... I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to be very profitable. I think uh, we'll be hearing sequel or, you know, like like a Wii, version, Wii U version or even maybe just some other consoles. I don't know who owns the studio that's making it. I don't pay attention to that until it comes out. But I, I think it's going to do well. I just don't think it's going to have the sales that a Fire Emblem game that's had a following for 10 years and Bravely Default, which is basically the reboot of the Final Fantasy series, and Square has already said they've taken lessons from it, and that's how they want to start making more Final Fantasy games in that style because of how well it did. I don't think this is going to be quite as good as... I think if we take the three games that we mentioned, this one is going to be third place by a good margin, but I still think it's going to be a great game. It's going to sell systems and um, sell games, I think it, which is I, what Nintendo needs it to do. But I yes. do think it will be third place. Without but I think it will, it will still be a highlight of the uh, early season for, for 3DS owners indeed, correct? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's just that style of game is very different from two RPGs mm-hmm. in a row. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to have some elements, but this is much more of a tactical game along the lines of XCOM and Valkyria Chronicles than you know, a a Japanese RPG where it's all about getting the levels and and just outclassing your enemies. Fair enough, fair enough. Good choice indeed by both you two. Uh, My choice as far as the game that's being overlooked that we didn't discuss as of yet is Project Cars. Uh, I saw that game originally in a tech demo uh, 2014 for CES um, and it looked tremendous then uh, being run on high-end PCs. Um, I think the game is, as far as from a look standpoint, is going to be tremendous. Gameplay, multiplayer experience, that's yet to be seen. But uh, uh, hopefully uh, that one, which was delayed as well, hopefully they fixed out whatever issues that they needed to fix out, and it won't be the Drive Club disaster that, uh, you know, Drive Club was. Uh, I look for that to be something that might sneak up on a few uh, people uh, when it comes out, I believe, in March. Uh, so I look forward to that one as well. So... Uh, well, let's go on to the second half, uh, as far as is concerned. Are you guys ready for the second half? Twenty. Ready for uh, the second 50? half. Zelda. Okay, I'm done. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's start off first. Uh, well, we can go 
you know, seeing as how the 2015 looks like it's going to be backloaded with a ton of great games, uh, I'm going to start off, since we didn't give Nintendo much love, I'm going to start off with two of their most uh, anticipated games. And to Did me... Did you say Zelda? I'll punch you through this webcam. That it's one of the most anticipated games? Yeah. That's mine. I was going to pick it. No, I was going to ask for your thoughts on that, but you were very violent today, so I think I'll just... Uh, <laughs> well, Nick's not here. I got I to gotta vent it somehow. Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, two of the most anticipated games uh, are coming out, hopefully, by Nintendo. Although Zelda, I'm to be honest with you, I'm kind of on the fence that it will be coming out this year. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue on yeah, that. I think this one will come out this year. I don't see him delaying that. It um, doesn't have a title yet. And I, so I'm, I'm going to say start first off the Star Fox Adventures, uh, which is uh, supposedly in better shape at this point than the Zelda, uh, which as as you know you indicated earlier, Aaron, is a uh, a big ambitious title coming out. Um, uh, you know, as far as the open world concept for them, um, of the two, which do you think is going to come out and uh, be a much more polished game? If it comes out, both comes out this year, Star Fox or Zelda Wii U? If they both come out, Zelda's going to be a more polished game. There, there's no question on that. Um, it's just, will it come out? Um, I don't know. I think the 3DS Majora's Mask remake will come out this year. The Wii U, I don't know. There's so many, so many games coming out for Nintendo this fall that Zelda might be better off being delayed till spring of next year anyway. Um, but to but me, that's, that's the marquee just, title. Because there's you like know. six titles coming out this year. In the fall but, for the week. But are, are any of them going to be things that uh, will, will have the name and prominence of uh, Mario Kart 8 or Super Smash? Because Star Fox is, is, uh, is really beyond a lot of people's memories as far as gaming Yeah, that concerned. was a GameCube game. So, the last time we really saw it. Saw it so. And Splatoon is, is, is an unknown quantity. Uh, I mean, no disrespect to that title, but it, it is an unknown quantity. Um, I think a lot of hopes for as far as Nintendo sales in in the you know the last half of the year will be riding on a Zelda coming out in 2015. It's just my honest opinion. I, I'm not trying to hate on Nintendo I or anything like that. I, I just, think X will do well as well. I think that'll draw in people just from it, the name alone. But it's not it's not to a general consumer base. I'm not talking to Nintendo hardcores and Nintendo fan base. I'm talking about a general consumer base, you know, the Amiibos and, and the Super Smash, um, you know, was really good for them this, this past uh, holiday season. And I'm looking for, for that same kind of love, and I think the, probably the game that they could push most on, on advertising uh, would be a Zelda. Yes, absolutely. But, but I, I still see that they have some other big games that are going to push the system. Uh, I, I mean, Xenoblade X is going to sell. It is going to sell systems. I know a whole bunch of people that are just waiting for that game to get their Wii U, and that'll be the first big game that they're going to play because you can go over to any of your friend's house and play Smash or Mario Kart. You know, Xenoblade is one of those games that you're going to like take a week off of work and just play the crap out of because of how good the first one was. 
So I think okay. it'll do well. Uh, and I agree with you. It was very strong. It was rated uh, very highly here at GameSource. And uh, I think it's a great game. I just don't think it, it, you know, when you talk to the average consumer who are buying new Wii U's or, or, or trying to buy new Wii U's in that fourth, third and fourth quarter, uh, especially around the holiday season, that they're even familiar with the game enough to, to see that, that as a uh, great game uh, for Nintendo to market. I think, you know, Star Fox maybe could be that game. Splatoon maybe. Xenoblade Maybe, but I, I really think none of them can can hold a candle to the to the marketability of a nothing. Zelda. If it, other if than it, Mario, nothing can really compare to Zelda on any console. So that's that's what I'm saying. If if you don't have a Zelda that comes out this year, uh, then they could be really just you know not not as great as uh, not not as great as uh, you know things could be for that. Uh, for Nintendo, but uh, Sam, tell me your thoughts on on you know what you look forward to for the Wii U this year. Uh, you know when it comes to Star Fox and Zelda, and how how crossed your fingers you are uh, are on the t on those titles. Um, I I definitely agree with Aaron about Zelda. I think it would be more advantageous for them to wait to release that. Um, as far as the Wii U goes, um. Like I think I think what'll be good about Star Fox is since Super Smash just came out, um, it, it kind of reminds people of all these Nintendo characters whether or not they've had a game recently. So I think if they if they're planning on releasing a Star Fox game this this well, it's January this year. I think it definitely helped because Super Smash Brothers is almost like advertising Nintendo characters. So I think. Like, once Smash came out, people were like, oh, Star Fox, I remember this. So I think now is actually an excellent time for a Star Fox game to come out because people are remembering it because, like, oh, Star Fox, this guy, love this guy. And, uh, well, that leads me into to some of the other games of the second half of, uh, of 2015. Um, titles that you're looking strongly at, Sam, um, what, if you were to name three more that are coming out in the second half, uh, you know, just just share your thoughts on on what those titles may be. Um, one that I'm definitely super stoked about is Tomb Raider, um, because the la uh, they with the last one that came out two years ago, three years ago. Two years ago. Two years and ago, that was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Like I'm a longtime Tomb Raider fan, but uh, I was really impressed with that installment, and I think this if they if if they continue what they were going for in this one that came out two years ago, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Like, I loved it. Do you think Xbox One exclusive is a mistake? It's a timed exclusive, right? No, um, it is being yeah, published Yeah, it's like a year. Okay. Well, it's like a year between the two, so it's really an exclusive. It, it's, it's, well, there's, it, they haven't admitted it's a timed exclusive. They've yeah, hinted they at it. But but well no Square Enix has, is not even publishing the game. Microsoft is publishing the game. Oh. Uh, so okay. if it's a Microsoft published game, could be like Mass Effect where it may not see the light of day on PlayStation Four for even over a year. So well let's you know. Yeah, I've heard it least a year. The time yeah, exclusive is what the deal is. So I, I think it's shooting yourself in the foot. I think uh, Microsoft has to write a pretty darn big check 
um, to to cover what they're going to lose on sales. They need um, it though. Like there's what? some we we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like how PS4 has a lot of exclusives coming out this year, and Xbox. I don't care what they had to pay for. They need something. Well, yeah. Uh, and I, I do. Uh, I agree with the the analogy that while well, Uncharted Four is coming out, they're similar type games. But I uh, I still that's a pretty big check that Microsoft uh, you know is going to ask Square Enix to cash for that exclusivity. So well, we'll they'll make it back with Halo. It's fine. Well, that's another thing. Uh, Halo Five. That was Guardian. the other one I was going to say. I was segueing into into Halo. Have I'm you still played Halo. What? Have you played the beta? No, I have not. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I did. I don't like playing betas. I don't know why. I just don't like it. It gives. Well, I don't think it's. Bad it depends for me. on how much of a demo it is. If it's more of an early access demo, and they're just kind of server testing and things like that, I'm okay with the game. But like, if it's an actual beta version of the game where there are tons and tons of bugs. And things of that nature, I, I really don't like them, especially on a console. And I mean, I've I've had a beta, if not alpha, version of every Blizzard game since God, 2002 with, with the first Warcraft 3. So, you know, I beta test quite a few games a year. And some of them, you know, yeah, I'll go in and test a game and help them find the bugs, things like that. But most people, that's not what a beta means. Most people, beta just means it's an early demo of the game. So I'm very... I, I think companies use the term too loosely, and yes, that's a total tangent, but that's okay. No worries. Um, with, with Halo 5 Guardians, I got a chance to play the beta, which I think if for them it's just an issue of other stressing their servers and seeing how the multiplayer is uh, as far as it's concerned when, when there's you know a, a number of people playing it. It feels Call of Duty more than it does Halo to me. And, uh, you know, for those that are more interested in the faster pace, uh, I think it's going to be for them. Uh, for those that, that are, you know, aching to, to always have Halo in a certain feel uh, and the certain mechanics, I think they just need to be make sure that they realize that they need to... There's the, the Halo Master Chief Collection that's... Hopefully, getting get keep on getting fixed even more, even more, until the point where it is actually a stable game uh, in its entirety. Um, because I, I just think it's Halo Five is is going to be a giant step away from the, what people realize has been the traditional Halo uh, gone by. Um, another couple games, uh, Aaron, that you feel are going to be standing out in the second half of this year. Um. Obviously, I think Xenoblade Chronicles is going to do pretty well for the Wii U. Um, I'm also looking forward to whatever Blizzard's putting out this year, Heroes of the Storm and possibly Overwatch. Um, I don't know. I try not to look too far into the future, though, because... Then I get my hopes up for a game, and then it gets delayed eight times and comes out three years later. Or in the case of, what was it, The Last Guardian, we're talking, what, ten years later at this point? That is correct, yes. So I try not to look more than about six months out for what I truly am excited for, um, besides the big titles that you know aren't going to get canceled, you know, the next Mario, the next Zelda, things along 
that line. Um, so I'm trying to avoid the 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 too early hype myself. Well, uh, I, I don't think really have a third game. Do you have a third game? I don't. I don't. I think it's the. I consider all of Blizzard's free to plays as one game, and then Xenoblade is my my number one. Oh my god, I can't wait game for this year. Uh, yep. Well, it's going to be yeah. a great year to, indeed, and I'm looking forward to uh, first off No Man's Sky uh, for Hello Games, uh, which is going to be uh, starting off on the PlayStation 4. It is, I believe, a timed exclusive, if I'm not mistaken, or also on the PC at the same time. That is going to be something that I think is, uh, uh, you know, will, will either be something that's really revolutionary and people will really get into. Or something that that people will just leave, uh, you know, test it out and just leave, just just right away on it. Um, just being able to navigate and chart in, the, you know, a star system. Have you had a chance uh, yet, Sam, to check out any footage of No Man's Sky? I have not. Oh, uh, you're missing out. When you get a chance, uh, please uh, do so because of the concept of No Man's Sky. Um, it is. It's just. I think you'll be. You know, will will pique anyone's interest. It's as far as being able to to find and uh, uncharted systems and uncharted planets and and name them your own. Uh, being able to to go and uh, you know warp through uh, and and land at other people's planets. Um, I, as far as the actual interaction with with the different environments that you're going to see in 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 all these different planets because of the uh, the random generator. Uh, is is truly intriguing, but I'd like to see as far as the actual interaction with. Oh, it looks with, it looks cool. Sorry, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Graphically, it just it looks cool. My yes. problem is, what the heck type of game is it besides exploration? That's and all that's, I really know of the game. What am I doing? And that's and that's uh, something I, I've as I spoke to you at PlayStation Experience, uh, I have concerns with as well. I mean, I'm looking at all these other planets. I'm discovering all these other planets. I'm going here and going there, and and what do I do? You know, what what do I? Am I part of a a, a, a fight? You know, when you, with the, am I doing all this? You know, space fighting. Am I doing all? What am I doing when I'm landing on the ground or underneath the water? Or what what am I doing in these environments uh, that's going to keep my interest uh, and moving on? Um, Star Wars Battlefront. You know, I'm, as someone who's who's very high in the Star Wars uh, uh, series, uh, I'm looking extremely forward to seeing what Electronic Arts is doing with Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, obviously, it's the also another main reason why Battlefield Hardline is being released in February. Uh, I'm just really excited for what uh, you know EA can do with the Battlefront series. Um, most definitely, just just looking forward to it as well from a from a multiplayer standpoint, and, and all the different things that you can do that that might keep my interest as far as uh, you know being a, a Star Wars fan. I know Sam, you as well will probably get your lightsaber ready and you know go at it. There you go. Um, and last but not least, you know me. I had to put this in there. Uncharted Four. Um, that was coming. Definitely, definitely the the best looking game uh, as far as from what I've ever seen so far that I've ever seen. Um, Graphics-wise, uh, unsurpassed, and and just looking forward to seeing uh, what more they can deliver on. Um, will it be a darker story for Nathan Drake, or will it be something that's kept light and campy? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I'm definitely excited for that game, uh, probably more than any other. 
uh, being the Uncharted uh, fan that I am. Um, and then last, but, but you know, least, I'm going to ask you guys, um, what are the keys for the big three uh, this year? Um, I'm going to let you pick one of the major big three and decide what uh, it, you know they need to do to to be uh, you know to have a great year. I'm not saying be out on top because you know there are circumstances now that have separated themselves, but to have a great 2015. Uh, ladies first, Sam, pick one of the big three, and what will oh, we Nick's not here. He doesn't get to be the ladies first today. Yes. If Nick were here and you said ladies first, I would let him go before me. There you go. Um, I, what I, something I just wanted to discuss with you gentlemen is for Nintendo, the new 3DS and how much that will influence their year. Because that is something I'm very curious about. Well, to the general consumer, I've, I've said this before to Aaron, we had, uh, you know, the, the confusion, um, because as far as it's concerned, the, the confusion for, for the new 3DS, um, in regards to, you know, why do I need this new 3DS when I bought a 3DS, you know, this past Christmas or, or this past, earlier this year? But you, you can know, say I that about any system ever. I, I understand that, you know, the new features myself, but trying to translate that to a, to a new consumer when the 3DS is not even that old uh, and is still doing fairly strong in sales, uh, and Japan is still doing really strong in sales, um, is, is to me kind of suspect. Um, I understand it has new features. I understand it has a new control. I understand uh, that that there are some some accentuating features, but to me, I think it's to the general consumer is going to be a little bit confusing why they need this new 3DS as opposed to the 3DS that's going to be still predominant on retail shelves. The my answer to that is the same as it is to new systems. You don't need it yet until the games come. I, I just... I, I feel there will be exclusive games. They've already said um, yes, the, the Xenoblade yes, remake yes, yes. is going to be exclusive to it. The There are going to be other games that have exclusive functionality with it. But I mean, what's the reason to go buy an Xbox One right now? Absolutely nothing. Same thing with the PS4. Up until Mario Kart, there was no reason to jump and go buy a, a Wii U. Until the games are there, there's no reason for the casual fan to go get it. Casual fans are not out buying a PS4. They're not out buying a 360. They're just now beginning to look at the Wii U. You know, it's, it's the two-year curse. The first two years of any system are going to be you know, where the hardcore fans are the only ones who go out and get it in general. I mean, I mean, there's some casual fans who will, but I don't see a reason for the average consumer to go out and get it until there are games to support it. It's, it's a problem every system has, is there are no games at launch. Sam, well, you, you posed the question to us. What do you think about the new 3DS? Um, I think definitely, like you said, just the confusion alone is going to be a huge problem. Um, just calling it the new 3DS and then having games that are exclusive to it, it's just going to be really, really confusing. And I think... They're, they've got to change the name. Yeah, they've like something as simple as just if they that. change the name to something where it's very clear that this 
is not the same as the thing you have right now. It's I the think same it's problem make... I had with the Wii U. I That's still exactly, have yeah. people when when you know I'm shopping at Best Buy or Target or wherever, and they're like, "Oh, I want to pick up Smash Brothers. This is totally going to play on my original Wii, right? No, it won't. But this controller works on the original Wii. It's like, yeah, it, it, they needed re to rename it all because the the casual consumer, which is Nintendo's bread and butter, is not as, oh, what do I want to say, addicted to information mm -hmm. the way that we are. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very, I, I think the name is a little bit confusing. And if they change the name, 95% of the problems go away. Yep, so I totally but we agree. all thought they were going to change the Wii U's name, so who knows. It was better as a prototype when it was called the Revolution. But that was, that's going back. Um, so let's get back to what we we're going to uh, say. If we'll start again with ladies first, you can pick one of the big three, and you must discuss the keys to victory for them having a great year in 2015. The keys to victory. Pick one. Pick one. So is it the one I think is going to be the most successful? Well, no, no. You pick one. You pick Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, and I'm going to say, mm -hmm. hey, it's for me, it's 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 Nintendo, and here's why I think they're going to have a great year. Or Sony, I'm going to think they're going to have a great so year. So this is really out of character for me, but I'm going to pick PlayStation because of all the exclusives that they have. Like, just going down the list, I was just looking before this, I was looking at all the games that come out in 2015, and there are a lot of games exclusive for the PlayStation 4. I know, Gerald, we had discussed how it's just because PS4 is pushing more units than any of the other systems. But I think that, in the long run, I think that makes a really big difference. I think uh, small games and large games, uh, you know, like you said, are becoming exclusive. They are riding the, the you know, quote-unquote winner right now at the moment, and they're riding the lead horse a lot of these players are. They seem to jump on it. If the tide turns for whatever reason, you'll see you know, a lot of these companies switching to the other sides, but, mm -hmm. but right now I, I, you know, that, that's a good point. Aaron, if you were the other two, Nintendo or Microsoft, which would you choose for having a great 2015? I'm going to let you go ahead so that I get stuck with the leftovers. Oh, well, a challenge. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, for me, it's going to be Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I say the keys for Nintendo to having a good, good 2015, you mentioned there's a lot of medium uh, you know, games that are coming out for but a Nintendo medium-sized game on, hold is on. bigger let than me, the other system's medium-sized let, let me Let me explain. There's a lot of medium titles that are coming out for the 3DS and, and Wii U this year for Nintendo, but none really are going to be able to push units out the door to a general consumer audience like Zelda. And the key to 2015 for Nintendo will be Zelda. If Zelda comes out, I see them having a tremendous year just like they did this past year. They had a really, really strong bounce back year last year, and I can really see it going with that momentum, especially if they add in a price cut as well. If they do both those things, Zelda and a price cut, it will be a really strong year because Platoon, because Star Fox, Xenoblade Chronicles, 
with all due respect, Darren, they're not going to push out I, what I is Zelda. Agree. They're not going to push, you know, the, the 10 million systems that Zelda would. Yeah, and they're not. They're not going to push the numbers that you want. They'll push to a base. They'll push to a niche, but they won't push to the general consumer, which, at you, as you know, during the holiday season, buys at such a tremendous rate that it outpaces anything at any given point of the year. And that's that, to me, is the key. If Zelda and a price cut happen, we could really see a strong, strong year for Nintendo. So that leaves <laughs> Aaron with... And we can't forget Mario Maker for, for oh, Wii U. Yeah. Oh, no, excellent. But again, that's a, there's a, Nintendo has a whole bunch of games this year. But, there's but over that, a that, dozen games that are looking really good. But that falls into that category... Of medium-sized yeah, games. Zelda's really here, everything else is here. I'm not saying but it's how many games product. are up here? You know, I mean, there's probably three games per system that are really that up there. But I'm just telling because you which most one games to push that were up. ten years ago are no longer there. So, but yeah. ultimately, it's a, it's a bottom line thing with Nintendo. I agree. Like, and you know, with Microsoft and with Sony, you know, what is pushing out these systems? It seems to be different for each of these big three. With Sony, it just seems to be the momentum still to this day from what from the faux pas that Microsoft made. With Microsoft, it's all about what pushed out the systems. Well, they changed everything around and they did a price cut, which which you know ultimately enticed so many people to buy the units in the holiday season. With Microsoft, it was three damn good releases. I will say that say it quite plainly. Last year, three damn good releases that totally rebounded the image in people's eyes of Nintendo and saw finally for the first time in its history the Wii U as a viable product. They had not you know, general consumer had not even fathomed the Wii U at all as a as a good product until those games started coming out. And I don't mean this to the hardcore, I don't mean this to the uh, to the Nintendo fan base, but this was something that the general consumer saw, hey, it's Mario Kart. Hey, it's Bayonetta 2. Hey, it's it's uh, Super Smash. These are three damn good games. I gotta get the system, and that's what promoted a strong 2014. And it's gonna be that way again if Zelda and a prize cut happen. So, uh, but I leave Microsoft to you. I know you've been avoiding it for a couple minutes now. I'm gonna leave Microsoft to you, OSU Water Polo. Um, I think the biggest thing Microsoft needs to do is have an amazing E3. They can't have their, you know, horse and carriage show that they have every year. Let me bring out this developer and let them spend five minutes showing off the game that four people care about. Um, you know, we're going to see probably 15, 20 minutes of Halo 5. Who cares? They need to show me what separates the Xbox One from the PlayStation 4 without using games that I already know are separating the two systems. They need to show me something new. They can show me a new Gears of War if they want, um, new direction in that thing. But they need to show me why someone who doesn't have either system needs to go buy an Xbox One versus the PlayStation 4. I need to see 10 AAA exclusive games that are coming out between E3, 15, and 16. Um, I need to see a couple of Japanese role-playing games, one or two of them being exclusive. Um, they, they need to show me that, you know, they're going to make the DLC cheaper on multi-platform games. 
They need to show me that they understand that they screwed up and that they need to, to entice me to go to their system over the PlayStation 4. Because as Sam said, there are a bunch of PS4 exclusives. A lot of them are either AA or AAA games that everybody's going to be talking about. Whether they're good or bad, we don't know until we get the final product. But in general, they all have really good track records from the developers. Uh, Microsoft really, besides Halo 5, I can't think of anything that anybody comes in and talks about at the store. It just, there's no hype for it beyond Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One. There, there's nobody going, oh my god, I can't wait for these games. I know Fable Legends is coming, but as we've said, it's kind of already in a bad spot. Um, I, I just think they need a lot of exclusives or uh, improve the two fairly crappy games that we get a month um, through Games with Gold, because PlayStation Plus clearly in the, the free game department to me is much better than what Xbox is giving. Um, they, they need to up that. They need to give me games that are only a year old instead of games that are in some cases 10 years old almost by now. Yeah. Um, they, they, they need to show me that they care about me as an individual consumer, not just me as a, a, a you know, plus one on their sales. Because PlayStation, well, yes, I am just a plus one to them. And, and we all know that's the reality of it. They make me feel like they're trying to get me to be a plus one actively. You know, they're, they're going out and they're saying, Here's Uncharted, here's Bloodborne, here's, you know, all these exclusive games from big-name developers, and uh, there's what? Tomb Raider, Halo, and um, Fable really are the big three this year for the Xbox One. And, okay, Halo and Uncharted 4 are going to compete. But I don't really see Tomb Raider or um, uh, spacing out. But I don't see the other two competing on the level that the other, you know, dozen PS4 exclusives are going to. I mean, the Order 1886 probably not going to be as good as everybody anticipates, unless the build we played was, you know, six or eight months old. Um, but it's still going to do well. Even a mediocre 1886 is going to be is going to go sell well because it's the first two years of the console. You know, you, you've got so many PlayStation games that just outclass what Xbox One is showing at this moment. So I think the key for Microsoft is to have a, a, an A or an A plus E3 and completely change how they do their presentation because their presentations for the last couple of years have all been damage control or stabbing us in the face. You know, they haven't really had a good E3 presentation in probably since the Xbox 360 announcement. Because yeah. every year it's the same thing. Here's this guy from company XYZ just showed their game. 
um, they, they need to show I, I know that's what people want to see but they need to make it more like a community thing have people don't have don't have the developers show me the game have somebody who is big in the Xbox community who's big in the streaming those sort of things have them come out and show me the game and have them hype the game for me show me that they're not just talking heads because that's what Microsoft's E3 presentation has been and I think Nintendo has done it really well and I think EA kind of got into it just a little bit last year with, with going in, going to the studio show me the people working on the game but do it with people who are not Microsoft or that studio's employees have some community leaders from the Xbox streaming community go out and interview these guys in their studio, play their game, and show me that during the press conference. Because I don't need to see a developer play a game where he can't die unless it's uncharted for bugging and falling to your death. But, you know, that's just me. They need to show me something that caters to me as a person, not the meathead average gamer. They, they need to show me some things that I don't know are coming. I don't care to see an Assassin's Creed. I don't care to see the new Call of Duty for more than two or three minutes. You know, they need to show me that they're that they care about more than the hundred million selling game. Fair enough. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of the World Famous Game Source Podcast. I know Aaron and Sam have got a lot of great things that they're gonna write about and talk about come upcoming in the near future. Uh, you want to check out their pages uh, as we're still going to be transitioning down the road to a new new theme. But for right now, you want to check out their pages. Uh, yes, uh, excuse me, OSU Water Polo and also 7th Valkyrie. So you go to yourgamesource.com slash OSU Water Polo or slash 7th Valkyrie to get a great glimpse of what they've got and as far as their ideas, their concepts, and uh, their opinions on the gaming world. And mine as well, uh, the Yes Elvis Lives blog of infamy. That's uh, yourgamesource.com slash yeselvislives.html. But uh, that'll do it for us this week. Um, guys, uh, you know, any last thoughts? Real quick, Sam? Um, uh, <laughs> the pressure. No. Um, and that's great. No, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Codename Steam. <laughs> uh, no, Sam, I'm, I'm kidding. That's I'm all kidding. I'm waiting let, for. Let me, let me go ahead. I'll feel guilty, Sam. Oh, go. no. Um... I just played Bayonetta 2, and it was awesome. Well, there you go. And uh, uh, myself, um, just, just a lot of great games out there. Uh, my hope is that uh, Dying Light and The Order and Evolve uh, start the year out strong. Be keeping my fingers crossed for those games and for you gamers out there as well. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Once again, that's yourgamesource.com. Game Source on Facebook. Please follow us there. You get a, a ton, ton of news every single day because we're the leading aggregate site in the world as far as the video game news and information scene. Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter and get our entire feed. Uh, we've posted over 30,000 news articles from around the world on the video game scene uh, through both our Facebook and, and Twitter. So follow us on both or either, uh, which is your choice, no problem our GameSource YouTube page, which we're going to be showing this as well. 
And, of course, you can always catch the MP3 uh, on yourgamesource.com on our podcast page. Uh, so for me, Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, OSU Water Polo, and 7th Valkyrie, we want to wish you well and have yourself a great day. Say goodbye, guys. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Thanks again. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest and latest in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.